Girls, girls, girls. Hey, everybody, and welcome once again to Old Time Rock and Roll. I'm your host, Lee Douglas. Glad to have you with us once again. Got to tell you, girls, 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 you know, today we are inundated by the amount of female singers. Actually, I believe there's more, not that I care, more females on the charts these days than male singers. And uh, that may be so. I, I, you know, it just seems that way to me. There are a lot more. But back in the 1950s and even early 1960s, having a girl on the top of the charts was an event. There were very few. I mean, there seems to be a lot of them. But in the top spots you had in the 50s, well, Connie Francis. And, and maybe a few others that you get hit once in a while, but no superstars. Today, there are superstars all over the place. But let's go back to the 1950s and early 1960s and talk about and play some of the great singers that did make an impact back in that era, 1955 through 1965, and sometimes a little bit later than that. We're going to start with Mary Wells. Now, I don't play too much Mary Wells. Because once they got into the, um, I guess the Motown type era, I started losing. I got bored with that. I was more of a Stax Volt man than I was Motown. But of course, Motown was successful, so how can you complain? Here's Mary Wells back from, I guess, 1964, 65. Two lovers. Sweet and kind, and it's mine on mine. 
When you talk about black female artists in the 1950s, there were quite a few of them, all kind of soulful. But this lady was the queen. Her records are still being played and re-recorded today. She was incredible. She's still alive. <laughs> Not much left. I'm telling you, she got thin. But I'll tell you, she was a great, sultry performer. Saw her on stage at the New York Paramount 1956. They had a weekend special. I think it was George Washington's uh, birthday week. They had uh, a show at the New York Paramount, and this lady performed there for the first time, and she was terrific. Here's Laverne Baker, Jim Dandy. As you will see through the, the events over the next 90 minutes, that the majority of the woman singers, the female singers, are right flirting with the 1960 through 65 and a little later. Not so much in the 50s, because as I said, it was a male-oriented uh, thing, a <laughs> group, I guess, back in those days. And when you had the... Even a great singer like Joanne Campbell. Hits? Almost none. Uh, so many of them were, were really flirting. Of course, again, with Ruth Brown, again, 
not big star. Um, Gail Storm, of course, was, was ending her career actually as rock and roll became a big thing. So most of the people that we're playing tonight are actually 60s, surprisingly enough. But we are going to play Gail Storm. Now, Gail was one of those people who would record songs by the teen or black artists for white audiences. This one from back in 1956 is her version of a teenage prayer, which, of course, like all the rest of her songs, were huge hits, but not with the teens. That's the interesting part of this. It was a hit, but I don't think, because it wasn't played, most of this country was still gale storming while we in the the New York area and some of the urban areas of this country were beginning to take notice of the African-American singers. Here's Gail Storm, Teenage Prayer. My friends all know it How I adore him I've whispered to angels What I'd do for him he is the answer to a teenage prayer. He won't go steady, the crowd has told me, but I keep waiting to have him hold me. Why won't you listen? Teenage prayer. I wait by the window at seven and chill when my thrill passes by. His kiss could send me to heaven. My girlfriend Betty tells me he's lazy, but I know Betty loves him like crazy. He is the answer to a teenage prayer. Yes, he is the answer. You know, today, Gail Storm is pretty much almost forgotten. But let's not forget, she was not only a recording artist, she was a movie star, actually starring in one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's called It Happened on Fifth Avenue, which is really one of the great classic films that is almost forgotten. And she was second in popularity as a comedienne to Lucille Ball in the 1950s, having first My Little Margie and then Oh Susanna. My friends, if you forgot who Gail Storm was, 
you have missed something because she was an incredible person. Triple threat. Absolutely. Now, here's a girl that was totally almost forgotten. She did one song, and the song that she did wasn't a song. It was a novelty record called Ambrose. Now, the question always was, could Linda Laurie sing? Well, I will let you decide for yourself. Here's Linda Laurie, Prince Charming. Every time I close my eyes, I pray. I will open them and find the way. When we entered the 1960s, we had a, oh, I love this word, plethora of singers that started out as actresses and became big, both in the movies, on television, and with recordings. For example, this one. She first burst onto the scene, and I say burst is a good word, by doing most of the vocal for a silly little song which featured Ed Kooky Burns, and he was from 77 Sunset Strip, and all the guy would do would be say, yeah, yeah, man, you're the ginchiest, comb his hair, and he became an instant sensation. <laughs> Made a lot of money on a comb, almost like Fonzie, but, of course, he had talent, too. Well, actually, Connie Stevens, she was in every Warner Brothers television show. It was cricket. She was all these cutesy little perky dumb blonde. I hate to say it. I'm sorry, Connie. Dumb blondish type girls. Everybody loved. And they did. She was the little sister that everybody didn't have and wanted. Here's her big hit that she had in the 1960s, 1961. 16 Reasons Why I Love You. 
Actually saw Connie Stevens performing in Las Vegas back in the 70s. She was very good, very good, and she sang well, and she's still a lovely lady. Yeah, well, this, you know, I sometimes Lee Douglas has to watch what he says and how he says it. Like with the dumb blonde thing, I don't want to, you know, my wife is blonde, she's far from dumb, certainly. Folks, it's just that character that she portrayed. And you understand, I hope. I don't want any letters, you know. But this next one is even worse because I, I want to tell you how much I like both of these people. And the fact that I'm saying what I'm saying doesn't, you know, make anything the less that they were great because they were. But I have to tell you, if you take the voices of Ginny Arnett, and Gene Pitney, if you take their voices and you either with all these great controls they have now, either, you know, change the pitch or raise the pitch, I swear the two of them would be one person. Because they just, their voices were so similar and they, they did perform together. Very interesting. But I have to tell you, Ginny Arnett never had a really big hit. And yet she is well respected, great singer on her, in her own right. But her uncanny ability to have the same vocal range and pitch as Gene Pitney, only just a little bit higher, I thought was kind of interesting. Take a listen and you'll see what I mean. Here's Jenny Arnett. Thank you. 
sweetest boy that I ever knew When it comes to making love, I'm telling you He's got them all deep, believe me, it's true He's my little devil, I love him Talking back my little devil Should I care? His kiss sets me a whirl and makes me feel like a girl. He's my little devil. I love him. I'm talking about my little devil. His kiss sets me a whirl and makes me feel like a girl. He's my little devil. I love him. I'm talking about my little devil. Well, I hope you can visualize and hear what I'm thinking. Great similarity, but nevertheless, great song. This next lady, you know how we used to have, they used to have the not ready for prime time players on Saturday Night Live. Well, here was a girl that was not ready for teenage rock and roll. She was certainly not the same caliber as some of the other girls of that first era of rock and roll. She had a brashness about her. And she played the trombone, for God's sakes. And this she did on stage of the Brooklyn Paramount Theater on an Alan Freed show. Lillian Briggs was one of the pioneers of female rock and roll. Never could understand her because I think, I don't know the age she was then, but she was far above the teenagers of the day. She was 23 when she appeared at the Brooklyn Paramount, and she did have a million-selling record called I Want You to Be My Baby. But tonight, going to play something different by Lillian Briggs to show the other side. Don't stay away too long. Oh, no. 
William Briggs. This next entertainer, singer, slash everything, uh, has a career that has spanned, well, most of from the 1950s up into the 1980s. This lady has done it all, and all we remember her for is this song called Tan Shoes and Pink Shoelaces. However, let me tell you, she had Three records that were well-received, Tan Shoes being, of course, the first. She appeared in Hound Dog Man with Fabian, Alakazam the Great, and in 1962, a movie called Convicts 4. Now, Dodie got married at the age of 16 and moved to Missouri, lived on a farm. And then back in 1966, when she ended her marriage, she decided to resume her singing career. In 1969, she appeared on the Billboard charts, peaking at number number 117 on the pop charts, the record, Billy, I've Got to Go to Town, under the name Geraldine Stephen. She recorded with singers like Loretta Ling, Frankie Avalon, and Boz Skaggs. For 12 years, was with Mac Davis. In the 1990s, she was known as Jerry Stevens. Back in the 70s, she was a backup singer with Sergio Mendez and Brazil, Brazil 77. This lady did it all, and it all started out over this silly record that climbed the charts and became a number one selling single. Tan Shoes and Pink Shoelaces. Now I've got a guy and his name is Dooley. Truly, he's not good-looking, heaven knows, but I'm wild about his crazy clothes. He wears tan shoes with pink shoelaces, a polka dot vest, and man, oh man. He wears tan shoes with pink shoelaces, and a big Panama with a purple hat band. He takes me deep sea fishing in a submarine, we go to drive-in movies in a limousine. He's got a Liberty and a 12-foot yacht Ah, oh, but that's not all he's got He's got tan shoes with pink shoelaces A polka dot vest and man, oh man He wears tan shoes with pink shoelaces And a big Panama with a purple hat band
and enlisted in a fighting corps. But he landed in the brig for raising such a storm. When they tried to put him in a uniform, he wanted tan shoes with pink shoelaces, a polka dot vest, and that old man. He wanted tan shoes with pink shoelaces and a big Panama with a purple hat band. Sick, and he decided that he better make his will out quick. He said, Just before the angels come to carry me, I want it down and right and how to bury me. I wear a chan shoes with pink shoelaces, a polka dot vest, and man oh man. Tan shoes with pink shoelaces, and a big Panama with a purple hat band. No matter how this lady came across on The Celebrity Apprentice, you cannot take away from her. She is one of the greatest singers of the 1960s and 70s. No doubt this lady had more talent than many of the female singers of her day. Here's Dionne Warwick, Anyone Who Had a Heart. Anyone who ever dreamed could look at me and know I dream of you, knowing I love you so. Thank you. 
Well, you are listening to Old Time Rock and Roll. This is our early girl singers of the 1950s and 60s, and a piece definitely of rock and roll music history. I do want to just mention that thank you all for the great comments on the 500th show. They were some of my favorite songs, too. And it was just hard to pick what I wanted to play on that show. And the rule still stands unless you request it. When a song is played three times in one year on old-time rock and roll, it will not be heard again unless it is requested. Because there are 115,000 songs now in my collection, and they're all, for one reason, they're here so that you can request them and hear them and learn about stuff that you may not have heard back when you were a kid just like me. Now, we are available 24 hours a day on our website, www.oldtimernr.com. On our Facebook page, just type in Old Time Rock and Roll Group. We will be there. And if you want to email me, otrnrcontact at gmail.com. Now, having said that, if you go to my website and you want to plunk down a little donation, which we would appreciate, that also can be done. And we certainly would appreciate it. And if you have a service or product that you would like advertised on Old Time Rock and Roll, you contact me at that same otnrcontact at gmail.com number, and we will get right back to you and give you an offer that you can't refuse. Now... I had mentioned before about Joanne Campbell. Joanne Campbell was very interesting. She was very popular. She was on every single Alan Freed show. I guess Alan and her were good friends. She never had a really, really big single. We're going to play her biggest, but it was not, you know, a million seller. And I remember when I was backstage at the Paramount, looking at her, and she was so cute on stage, but when you got up close, she seemed so old to a, <laughs> to a 14-year-old guy like me. I, You know, it was really hard. She must have been in her 20s, but geez, she just seemed so old. I guess that's the way people react to guys like us right now. They look at you and say, old, you don't know nothing. Well, I know this. Here's Joanne Campbell, Cookie Little Paradise.
education. Yep. Making love is what they teach. What a kooky little paradise. What a kooky little paradise. Never was an island half the size. As my kooky little paradise. Yep, yep, give it up, yep, yep. Normally at this point, I just play two songs that are related in some way. But I have to say, maybe it's my age now, but I don't remember even back when I was growing up that I could actually remember which Kathy did which song. I'm talking about Kathy Linden and Kathy Young. They are muddled in my mind forever, and I can't tell you unless I'm looking at it like I'm looking at it now. Kathy Linden did Goodbye Jimmy Goodbye, and Kathy Young did A Thousand Stars in the Sky. I cannot remember. From the early 1960s are Kathy and Kathy. You figure it out. Stop his roaming and come home. 
Now, I've mentioned before on this show about Lillian Briggs and how I thought she was a little too old for the rock and roll audience of the day. Well, not really. I mean, she was only 23. But here's somebody that (laughs) would make Lillian Briggs appear like Connie Stevens compared to Jean Chappell would be more like Mae West. And I didn't see it, and, and I realized that she didn't have that big an impact on rock and roll because the kids didn't respond to this lady. But nevertheless, this is a part of rock and roll history. Gene Chapel, I won't be rocking tonight. Not a cat man. He's a sentimental kind of guy. Though I like to rock and roll, still he really sets my soul. So I won't be rocking That, by the way, was on the Sun label, of all things, and actually appeared on the other side of an Elvis Presley song back in the very early days. But Jean Chapel was not finished, because after she went with her rockabilly career, singing, uh, they, was, they were promoting her as the female Elvis, but the nickname stuck more successfully to Janice Martin, who never had a hit at all. But in 1956, Chapel moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and devoted herself to primarily songwriting. She was a good friend of Tammy Wynette and would later briefly marry Tammy's brother, Don, shortly before Tammy's marriage to John, uh, George Jones. Wynette asked her to record the duet, Crazy Me, which she did. Jean wrote 
one of the most successful records of the 1960s and 1970s. She wrote songs for people like Jerry Wallace, Lonely Again, which was a number one song for Eddie Arnold, and one of Dean Martin's most successful records, Lay Some Happiness on Me. This next lady, honest to goodness, was the biggest, well, I shouldn't say biggest, the greatest, in my opinion, female singer of the 1960s. She was a workhorse for Phil Spector. She was in probably every group that he ever put together. Lead singer of the Blossoms, one of Bobby Sox and the Blue Jeans, uh, plus her own solo career. And the voice she had and has is just tremendous. My favorite song by her I'm going to play tonight. Here, God, Darlene Love, Today I Met the Boy I'm Gonna Marry. Oh 
Well, you just heard Skeeter Davis, End of the World, Petula Clark, I Know a Place, and Boom, Bang-A-Lang by Lulu. When we talk about greats of rock and roll, we have to go immediately to a young girl who had more drama packed into her 50 years career than almost anybody. Of course, I'm talking about Etta James. Very sad beginning and middle parts as so many of our great performers have done, but nevertheless, the music that she put out was phenomenal. Etta James, all I could do was cry. Church bells ring. I heard a choir singing. I saw my love walk down the aisle on her finger. He plays three. Holding hands 
Everybody wanted the title of the female Elvis. They tried to do it with with Jean Chapel, and of course Janice Martin got the label because she sang a song called My Boy Elvis. She sounded nothing like Elvis. This lady should have been called the female Elvis because anything that he recorded, she recorded in her own fashion and made it absolutely super. I'm talking about the great Wanda Jackson. Just appeared here in Orlando last year. I missed her, but I will not miss her the next time. Here she is with her version of Carl Perkins' big hit, Honey Don't. Well, how come you say you will when you won't? Tell me you do, baby, when you don't. Let me know, honey, how you feel Tell the truth now, is love real or uh-uh No, honey, don't Yeah, honey, don't pop, 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 pop 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 Say you will when you won't uh-uh, honey, don't Well, I love you, baby, and you ought to know I like the way that you wear your clothes Everything about you is so doggone sweet You got a way to knock me off of my feet as so, uh-uh, no, honey, don't Yeah, honey, don't Honey, don't Don't. Now sometimes I love you on a Saturday night 
a Sunday morning you don't look right You've been out of painting the town Uh-huh, baby, been a-slipping around So, uh-uh, no, honey, don't Well, we've been talking about Janice Martin all day, so let's see exactly what she sounded like, and you be the judge. Here's Janice, my boy Elvis. Everybody, come on down. The man with the guitar just hit town. Takes off like a rocket, there he goes. Rocking from his head down to his toes, my While I'm a 
as can be. Dream a little dream of me.
two of the 1960s and 70s greatest, Mama Cass Elliot, and of course, the incomparable Tina Turner, with <laughs> at that time husband Ike in the background saying, why is she so darn good? Oh, well. Speaking of people who are so darn good, there's only one Gladys Knight. Midnight Train to Georgia.
That, of course, was Cher, who went through the 1960s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and, oh, she'll be back again. She always is, like a great trooper that she is. She just doesn't stop coming back. And I'm I'm glad, because we, <laughs> we have people that are getting on need to come back quite a lot. Anyway, I can't close 
with any other buddy than Connie Francis. I have so many people I have to play and I can't play on the show, but I can't end without a big salute to the great Connie Francis. So to close the show tonight, we're going to hear some of Connie's greatest hits. For everybody here at Old Time Rock and Roll, listen on, my friends. That's a wrap. Stupid Cupid, you're a real mean guy. I'd like to clip your way so you can fly. I'm in love and it's a crying shame. And I know that you're the one to blame. Stupid Cupid. Hey, hey, set me free. Stupid Cupid, stop picking on me.